The following podcast is brought to you by Babe Media. I'm Emma Clark. And I'm Kelsey Burdett. You know those people you follow that just seem to get it? They have the Instagram content that you actually watch. They own the brands that you just can't stop buying from. And they tell the stories you actually remember. The kinds of people that leave you wondering, how do they do that? Well, we follow them too. And we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hello, happy Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. <laughs> this one is an episode we've been planning for a really long time. And this is actually a brand that's been on my radar for a really long time. So I allude to this in the beginning of the episode, but I love Melissa Wood Health. I love Lauren Everts. They're mm-hmm. two of my favorite like influencers or whatever you want to call them to follow. And I saw them both start sharing these really cute custom candles. And I know if they're endorsing a brand, it's legit. I know the products are legit. I know the ingredients are legit, that it's safe, that it's just a good product. And so that's what initially tipped me off. And then I started following them. I ended up sending my friend Tash one for her birthday. Mm. Tash, if you're listening, I hope you liked your candle. Mm. And yeah, the whole process was just amazing. They do these customized candles that you can add pictures you can add whatever words you want. You can engrave inside the lid, on top of the lid. Like there's so many things you can do. They smell incredible. And it's an amazing female-founded brand. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, um, working from home, I light candles a lot just, you know, to feel alive, (laughs) mostly just to do something (laughs) a little different. And I actually notice that my face gets red when I have a, a normal candle that I just get from like HomeSense burning. And I think it's because of all the bad stuff that's mm. in there that I'm just not reacting to well. And when I light a candle, I have it lit for like four hours. Mm-hmm. Like I can only imagine the harm that that's probably doing. And so why Taja is so like attractive to me is because it's all non-toxic. You can feel good about the ingredients in your candle, which maybe people listening to this aren't even thinking about that. But I don't know if we care this much about clean ingredients in your skincare, you should care just as much about what you're smelling. Totally. Because that's literally something you're breathing in. Like you're ingesting whatever is being burnt around you. And I'm not good with this. Like I, I'm scared to look at the ingredients on some of my candles now, but I think it is one of those things you just got to rip the bandaid and there are great alternatives that are safe and still smell great. And yeah. So anyways, gift. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, that's what I love about what Annabelle talks about in this episode of just like her passion of wanting to be able to gift well. Mm -hmm. And I think gifting is such a beautiful thing, you know, like being able to brighten someone's day or give them recognition. I always tell Kelsey when we have our big bad empire someday, like the amazing gift baskets we're going to send people. That is not a joke, you guys. She literally like daydreams about the gifts that our team is going to send to people. Yeah, because I love it. And it's so perfect because I could not care less about the gifts that I send. I'm always like sending them the day of and it's just not something that like lights me up the same way. But you, Emma Clark, get so much joy from gifting. And so I just feel like that's so up your alley. It is. And I love that Annabelle's the same way. And yeah, she's just fun to talk to. So I think we should just get into it. Let's do it. We are back with another episode. Hello, everyone. Today we have Annabelle DeGrazio with us, who is the co-founder and CEO of Taja Collection. Thank you so much for being here, Annabelle. Thank you so much for having me. 
I'm so excited to chat. I actually found your brand through, I know Lauren Everts from The Skinny Confidential has shared you quite a bit and Melissa Wood. So I saw you on their profiles and then I just thought it was such a great gift idea. So I wanted to chat with you. Can you tell our audience for starters a little bit about what the business is? Yes. So we specialize in all home accessories that are fully customizable. So started with soy candles, we've evolved and now we have vases, diffusers, soaps, matches, kind of going into the home accessories realm. And then who knows where else we'll go, but the whole thought behind it is thoughtful gifting. So we want to make you the best gift giver. And we want to make it easy for you because gifting is really difficult. So the whole concept behind it is helping you give the best gifts, getting the best reactions from when you give those gifts, and just making it easy. I love that so much. Life is busy and trying to think of something that's the perfect balance of like realistic and something that someone's actually going to use and also being sentimental is so hard to strike. It really is. So the goal is that, you know, this is something that you can give to your mom, your sister, your best friend, your boyfriend, anybody, someone who has everything in the world, someone who loves candles, someone who doesn't even know they love candles. If that person doesn't love candles, you can get a vase, fill it with a succulent. Uh, We love, love, love to promote a second life for our candles as well. So once they burn through, We always include a card with the candles that explains how to repurpose it, so how to clean it out properly, and then what you can do with it. So we always have ideas on our Instagram. You know, people use them as pen holders. They use them for their vanity, for makeup brushes or lipsticks or really anything. One of my favorite things is to plant a succulent or a plant in it just because it looks so pretty. It's so chic. And... It's just a way that the jar can keep living. I usually will send my girlfriends like flowers for their birthday or something. But then if they live in a different city, I don't know what florist is good. They usually can't deliver in time because I'm too last minute or all these different things. And that's why I love doing something like a customized candle or whatever it is, because it does have that special something. Can you tell us a little bit of the background as to why you decided to start this business in the first place? Sure. So I moved down to Miami from New York to go to law school and become a lawyer. I did that and I was working at a big firm. And during holiday season, I was looking for a gift for my secretary who was amazing. She also loved candles. Like she always had beautiful candles in her office, even though you couldn't really light them. She would have diffusers And she was also obsessed with her cat. Like she had photos of her cat everywhere. And so I wanted, you know, I love gifting ever since I was younger. That was just my favorite thing for my best friend's birthdays. I would love to just, you know, really think of something thoughtful. So similarly with this, I wanted to get her something that was thoughtful, but also pretty. And I tried to find somewhere online that could make a candle with her cat on it, but that wasn't cheesy because, you know, aside from finding something like with a sticker and a photo, you just slap on the outside of the candle. It didn't really exist. And then after really thinking about it, all the ideas came pouring in like, oh, that'd be so cool to just write whatever you want on a candle or to have 
just beyond a monogram, because yes, you can probably find a candle with an A on it or an E on it, but to really find something that you can write your wedding vows or your lyrics, lyrics to your favorite song or put your, you know, family photo on there or your dog's face on it. Just going beyond a simple monogram didn't exist. So after brainstorming and making a million different prototypes, the concept became an actual product. And it was really just a few months after that, that Taja became real. (laughs) How was that decision of leaving your job as a lawyer that obviously you've worked so hard to get there? Law school is not easy. How did you know, okay, we're going Taja full-time, screw the lawyer thing? I just kind of took a chance. I was only at the firm for two years. So I figured, hey, if it doesn't work out, I will always have my, like, I, you know, I passed the bar. I have my my degree. I, I have a resume. It's fine. I'll figure it out. So I felt like I had enough of a safety net in that. And I figured if I don't, if I never, if I didn't try it, I would never know. And it was really important for me to follow through and just try it out. Also, I grew up, you know, my dad's an entrepreneur. He has, he came to the country with, you know, it's that stereotypical immigrant story. He came to the country from Israel with $20 in his pocket, started painting buildings, and then he started selling belts, and then he started selling clothes. And you know, now he has a few stores and, um, you know, and so it's kind of like, I saw, let's call it the American dream. And so I, I always grew up with that. And that was always there. I think for me, he wanted, I mean, both of my parents wanted me to have sort of that steady job, like doctor, lawyer, accountant, something that, you know, you're going to make a good living, that it's steady, that, you know, you're always going to have a job that, you know, it's very different when you work for yourself. So I went that route, but when I had the idea, I was like, let me, I'm just going to try it out. And so I I think I always secretly knew I would be an entrepreneur, but I didn't think it was going to happen that quickly, but I'm glad it did. (laughs) And I haven't had to go back to law. (laughs) I always kind of thought that being a good entrepreneur, the skills that make you a good entrepreneur, you're either born with those or you're not. And what I'm learning through all these conversations we're having with founders is a lot of times that's so not the case. You may grow up in entrepreneurial households, but you take the leap of faith on your own and you just learn as you go. And so I want to ask, did you ever consider keeping both? Yes, but working at a big firm, there's not a lot of free time. There were steps that I took that while I was still working at the firm, like for example, we incorporated and did all of those things. And I think we trademarked the logo and just like sort of all the administrative things mm-hmm. figured, you know, figured out what the product was going to look like, figured out the machinery, figured out where we're going to get everything from. So those things I would say overlapped for maybe a couple of months, but after it became evident that this is going to be a real thing and that we were going to launch and move forward, it's just, it's something my husband always says to me. It's like, if you have to go a hundred percent, and I do believe that, especially for me, that's how I operate. So having my foot in a million different things has never been good. It's always like, whatever I go hard and 
put a hundred percent in, that's usually what works out. So even if I maybe lasted another couple of months juggling the two, it just wouldn't have happened, you know? Also in, in the beginning, I mean, I still do everything, but like, you know, from the website to making the candles, to engraving the candles, to packing them. I mean, every single aspect from start to finish was all me. So it was, it, there's no time. (laughs) Tell us about the early days. Like if looking back, if you were to give someone advice who's starting their own brand, what was that like? And what were some of those learnings? So one of, one of my deals with myself, let's call it, was I wasn't going to quit my job until I, until we had a, a sale, but a significant sale, not just like one candle. You know, we also were trying to wholesale them and do that kind of thing. So I said, okay, if there's like a sale for 20, 30, 40, 50 candles, then it's, to me, that was enough for proof of concept and that people are willing to pay for this product. So we, it happened much faster than I had anticipated. And it was a local store that wanted, I think it was something like 50 of our larger candles, but we had not made more than like maybe two candles at that point. So (laughs) it was interesting and exciting and scary, just kind of going all in and trying to figure out how to do this. Another thing that was really important was that the candles had to be non-toxic. That was like from the get-go, just because, I mean, we're talking five years ago, but still everyone started to become a lot more conscious. And especially when it came to candles, I didn't actually know this until I started the company, but you're breathing in what you're lighting. And even $500 candles that are super fancy and like even cheap candles that you find at the pharmacy, I mean, you have to see what's inside of them. And a lot of them have junk in them, let's call it like phthalates, which are endocrine disruptors. And they were all, they were in everything. Now I think people are becoming a lot more conscious. And so brands are starting to take that into account, but that was super important. So just getting all the ingredients down when you don't add chemicals is actually a lot harder. So when it's just soy wax and the fragrance, sometimes it doesn't melt pretty. Sometimes it looks like weirdly colored because, you know, some, some brands will add paraffin or other like dyes to make the wax look whiter, to make them different colors or things like that. So having that hurdle on top of everything else was just a disaster, but you know, we figured it out. We did the sale. I put in my two, two weeks right after and just got to making candles. It was a lot of trial and error. But I mean, look, we're still figuring things out. So it's a learning process always. So what have the last little, I don't know, little while, a couple months looked like? Obviously, you've sustained this side hustle. You didn't have to dip back into the law side of your of your life. So what does the business look like today? Another important thing for me when I started Taja was female empowerment. I didn't feel like at my firm or just in general in the law, there's enough of it. Not to say that it didn't exist. I mean, I had some amazing female mentors, but just in general, I just didn't feel like there was enough support across the board. 
especially because at that time, like I had gotten engaged and started just thinking about family and things like that. And when you start to think about those things, once I got to the firm and I saw how strenuous the hours were and just kind of that lifestyle, it's a little scary because you really do have to make a choice. So I do, and I don't think that there's enough conversation about that. So with Taja, I really wanted to empower women and not just to be amazing employees, but just to also be awesome and in whatever they want. So I look at it as like a starting ground. And if they stay with, if, if the girls on my team stay with me and they grow with me, that's amazing. But I always tell them like, whatever you want to do, I'm going to support you. I just look at it as sort of a stepping stone and hopefully that's a stepping stone to grow with me. But if not, that's okay too. So yeah, so where we are now, we have a team of about seven awesome, badass women. And it, that's, that's one of my favorite things about Taja's the team. We're mm-hmm. awesome, solid, eclectic. Everyone brings something different to the table, motivated, and we all lift each other up, which I think is awesome. And, you know, we've come a long way. I no longer hand pour the candles myself anymore unless it's an emergency. <laughs> yes, win. But no, I mean, we've just, we've just grown so much, you know, from when it was just me and my co-founder making the candles ourselves and doing everything ourselves to actually having this strong, amazing team. I think that's one of my favorite accomplishments, Mm -hmm. I would say. And then obviously, you know, just crushing it on Instagram and just Mm -hmm. getting into retailers that I shopped at for years and dreamed of. So all of those things are such blessings. I feel so grateful spreading the love, especially during such crazy times. Yeah is also amazing. I always will screenshot a thoughtful message or a lit engraving that someone does to the team because, you know, sometimes the candle maker won't see something like that or someone who's packaging might not, might miss that and just, mm-hmm. you know, roll over it. So I love to show everybody that on the team because it really shows us what we do and it reminds us why we mm-hmm. do it. So, yeah, we're just... We're just, just moving on up. <laughs> and I, yeah, I feel like it is just such a nice business to be in. Like you, there must just be so many heartwarming moments when you're helping people recognize the people they're grateful for in their lives. Like that's just, we love it. We need more of that. Mother's Day is my favorite because you just get to see the sweet messages, especially that spouses will do or children will do for their moms. It's just the most touching thing. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is like you get to give back to the world in the way that feels good to you. It's, it's so good. So to wrap up our conversation, let's go through our quick hits. We try to keep them rapid fire, but sometimes I think we need to rename this section because sometimes we go off on tangents, but let's start off. First question, what trait do you most attribute to your success? Hard work. You know, I think that's something that I've always just been a hard worker my parents never really pushed me when it came to school work. Yeah, I, I just was always self-motivated. I don't know if that's what it is or if it's just seeing how my dad lived his life and how he worked for himself, but he worked every single day yeah. and came home super late. And so just maybe seeing that. So not sure how, or maybe it's just instilled in me, but 
definitely the self-motivation and, and hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to get very far if you don't have those things. So I'm glad that that's what you most attribute. <laughs> We're going to take a different spin on it. What gives you energy? Oh, well, <laughs> I quit coffee two years ago. So not coffee. Wow. I know. <laughs> and I would say exercise. Working out is super important. Uh, if When I don't start my day doing something active, it doesn't have to be you know, a high intensity workout class every single day. But I mean, I do love that. That is what I love to do. But even if it's something more simple like yoga, or even if I don't have time for that, and I just walk to work Mm -hmm. or walk to get a a juice in the morning or just do something to me that energizes me for the day. Okay. Wait, the audience needs context here. Annabelle is eight months pregnant. She has a three-year-old little guy running around. She's an entrepreneur. She's a wife. You still think that working out gives you the most energy. I have so much respect for you. (laughs) That's a lot. It really is my sanity. It really, (laughs) it's my sanity because if I didn't have that, I mean, I've always loved to be active, Mm -hmm. but if I, you know, obviously now it's a little different. I have to modify a few things, but (laughs) you know, just getting that sweat in for me is therapy. Wow. Good for you. We kind of talked about this a bit, but I feel like you'll probably have an answer that we haven't heard yet. What advice do you have for your younger self? That's a great question. I think staying positive, just to stay positive. You know, I think there's a lot of things that have happened that feel like setbacks and, you know, the cliche that Every, it's, you know, mistakes help you learn. And, and, and there really is so much truth to that. So just a reminder, no journey is perfect. And it's all part of it. And being present in the moment and embracing that moment and being grateful for that moment. I was just telling my head of marketing this, she's in her 20s. And, um, and you know, something wasn't perfect. And I said, listen, this is just the beginning and you need to love where you are in this moment and everything about that might not be perfect, but you, there are, I could probably name 10 things that are amazing in your life right now. So take those things and use them to help you make everything else Mm -hmm. how you want it and make the life that you want. And (laughs) I mean, it sounded preachy, but I wish someone told me that. It's almost like we should have a candle with that on it. We should. I was just, (laughs) you read my mind. (laughs) Okay, coming right up. Um, Annabelle, what's the last book you read? I read the Matthew McConaughey book, Green Light. Light. Yes. So good. So good. (laughs) So good. He's so theatrical and his life is so incredible. I mean, it's almost unbelievable. What's one thing you don't understand? I don't understand when people don't try to live up to their potential. You know, for me, it's really hard, especially now being on this side of things, when I interview people or just seeing um, some employees come and go, or just in general, just friends and, and you know, as we grow older and, and build careers and kind of take different paths, you know, sometimes I think like, man, you know, he or she could be doing like so much more. Like, I don't know why. So it's really hard for me to understand that. Not to say that I think I'm 
hitting my potential a hundred percent, but I really yeah. striving. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just about like the want mm-hmm. and yeah. the why I, you know, I think that's one of the reasons my husband loves me. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you push me so much. And I'm like, well, is that bad? And he's like, no, I like, I like it. I need it. I, you know, it's, it's great. But I'm always just like, hey, like you have one life, you know, you got to go for it 100%, whatever it is. Okay. So we're going to end this quick hit section and this entire interview with our keystone question, which is who do you think gets it? All right. This is going to be a really weird response. So if you don't like it, I'm happy to think of something else, (laughs) but I'm really into Gary Vee right now. Uh I, I find everything that he says so relevant and so on point. It's simple. It's easy to understand and digest, but it's like work hard, do something that fulfills you, do something you love, and then the success will find you. And I love that. Mm -hmm. So very into that messaging and, and everything he's about right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he can sometimes get a bad rep, but actually his message is really great. I think some people kind of glaze over it, but I think he earns some respect for sure. And I think he's scrappy. Like in that way, it reminds me of kind of how I operate. You know, it's sort of like, look, I have this mission and it's to spread thoughtful gifting and to make people happy. And like, I'm not going to stop at anything. I'm going to keep going. Like, 10 people say like, no, we're not interested. Like I'll find 10 more that say we're interested. So I do love that hustler mentality. Yeah. That's amazing. Annabelle, uh, this has been so much fun. Somehow an hour just went by and I literally I know, cannot. I know, we should hang. Yeah, yeah. Come to <laughs> Let's wrap here. Let's let you enjoy your evening. It has been so much fun chatting with you and thank you so much for coming on. I literally love our quick hits. Every single time we ask the same questions and everybody's answers are so different or that their like justifications for their answers are so different. And I feel like that leads to like the best conversations. Absolutely. And it just gets to know people on a more human level. Like I love learning about their businesses as well, but I think just learning about like the mindsets and what's led them to success and all that, it's just really, it adds this layer to understanding the brand and the business in a different way. And yeah, they're just fun. Like after them, I'm just like, oh, I want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with all our guests. I know they're actually so amazing. You know what? I'm going to call my shot now because, you know, shoot or shoot. That's what, that's our motto. Sometime in 2022, we're going to get our guests together for some sort of event. I don't know what city it's going to be in. I don't know who's going to be part of it, but hanging out with our guests in person and allowing them to connect with one another just has to, I mean, even look at literally today's episode, she knows Steph G or she knows the G Mm -hmm. beauty family. It's like, how cool would it be if we got everyone together and then they could sit across from each other and actually like connect? I know. I know. It's just, yeah. Like I literally feel like I have so many new friends from this podcast and I know so many of our guests would get along with each other. A lot of them already know each other, but either way, it's happening. Yep. We're calling it. So we hope you enjoyed this episode with Annabelle. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. I keep forgetting to post our episodes on there, so I'm going to do that soon. Um, (laughs) But if you go subscribe, it'll make me even more motivated to do it because we still need some subscribers there. So (laughs) check us out over there. I'm going to post some videos for you. Um, And until our next episode, have a wonderful week. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Bay Media with technical production by Burke Johnson.